0: Welcome back to focus. I'm Ron Cisco. Believe it or not, I was very disappointed with the last recording I did for the podcast I expected to record to, to post today. Um, I, I'd like the subject. I just, I I wasn't feeling it at the moment when I was ready to post it. I just, I, I wasn't ready. Um, so one of the things that I kind of wanted to share comes from a more personal place. I, um, you know, I've talked about going to therapy a few times before and it 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 takes a lot out of you to to even go. It takes a lot out of me anyway. I've uh, never had that in my life, so to to open up in that way was really difficult. What I discovered about myself was so important for for everything going forward. I uh I recognized I recognized that I had a really difficult time with with the thought of um being a being a burden i worried that what i did and in, in my existence was was taking away from someone else's life their their experience getting in their way uh, and that maybe i didn't deserve to it it doesn't go away i i spent a lot of time with my therapist and probably not not as much as i needed to it it never goes away the the thought the immediate thought that you don't deserve something or that you're an imposition or that you're a burden and it seems ridiculous it seems ridiculous to everyone else that you would would exist you would you would you would just be and feel guilty for being it it's not on the same level as depression or anxiety well I guess in a, in a way it plays into anxiety but but that that feeling that That what you do and who you are and what you need causes problems for everyone else. That's, that's tough. I can't speak for everybody. I know, I know that in my situation, it was, it was taught to me. Having to feel inadequate for attention or need was taught to me. It came from a system of of, um, not even discipline. It's personal interaction that was taught to me that, that your needs were secondary because someone else, someone else was going to pay the price for, for what you needed. The problem, the problem with that is when, when you get taught that kind of thing, usually, um, the people that I've talked to who have had the same issue that those people get taught by their parents or some sort of relative. And it's, it's kind of, it sets the standard for the relationships you have going forward. It, uh, it colors and it taints your relationships, your personal relationships, your friendships, your romantic relationships, your business relationships. Coming from a place where you feel that you are less than uh, creates a power dynamic. And I know it's something that exists for a lot of people and for a lot of us, we just don't, we don't recognize the the pattern of negative behavior inside, inwardly negative behavior. And how could you? And how could you? You've been convinced and trained and conditioned that anything for you is an imposition on someone else. It's interesting because I think people like us get tagged as good listeners. Um, i I've definitely heard it from a few of the people that that I, I've referenced here before. people People will gravitate toward you. people uh, people will pick pick up on your your um, willingness to to put someone else ahead of you. i think I think people like 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 that, like that, like me. We'll, we'll, we'll take those opportunities to, to really listen because we know in our hearts, we feel that that other person is worth as much time or more than, than we are. And you know, it's kind of funny because in a lot of ways, the lesson isn't wrong, at least not from where I come from. Um, when, one of the things that I've, I don't want to call it preaching, one of the things that i advocate for i've advocated for since the beginning of this podcast was empathy to to listen to your your fellow people and to to put yourself in that person's shoes and the thing is it's a it's such an incredible experience to do that because when you learn where fr- someone else is coming from you can understand them better you can understand the position that they stand politically or emotionally. You can understand why they're motivated in a certain way. It's, it's a look into someone's heart. To allow yourself to put someone else first is... Um, it's an opportunity to look into someone's soul. Psychology is one of those things that I find... Uh, an interesting subject, not because I feel there's any particular permanence, but because it seems like it's more a set of guidelines than a set of rules. There are people who who grow up because of a certain environment, and people who will grow up in spite of a certain environment. And perhaps it's one of the defining characteristics of humanity that, that we have a, a way of uh, sprinkling the salt, as it were, when it comes to personality, the reason that two-thirds of the world doesn't all act the same is because we have so much derivation in our own personalities, in our own brain chemistry, in our own responses to to stimulus, in, in how we act under pressure. One of the things that I've mentioned a lot recently, but I've maintained for a long time, is that we're just animals who learned how to speak. And the problem with, with everything, and it's one of the themes that I come to a lot, one of the things that that I'm obsessed with is muscle memory. I, I think of it in terms of uh, physical, mental, and emotional. And I find that muscle memory itself is is such an interesting response. Uh, mu- obviously, muscle being figurative muscles in, in the case of um, mental and emotional. You, you're trained to do things. And... Your brain has automatic responses, both in self-defense and, uh, and based on what you've been taught to do. If someone asks you to do math, um, let's say I ask you to do 7 times 6, unless you know the number immediately off your head, you're probably going to go back to that mental um, chart that we all had to memorize when we were kids, because that was the baseline of multiplication sure you could add seven, 7 7 7 7 7 and come up with 42 or you do the quick the quick work and you memorize the chart and and you just know 7 and 6 on that chart that's 42 and you move on from from having to it's a, it's a shortcut it's like processor instructions this is something You can spend a lot of time learning how to do the long way, or we can, we can use this shortcut and your brain does that for you mentally, uh, to to help you process feelings. When we absorb stimulus, we expect some sort of reaction. There's a lot of stimulus that we, uh, obtain through one mean or another. And we just ignore because we feel it doesn't apply to us, but it's not, every piece of stimulus that, that that's the, the case for. There's plenty of things where you can be insulted by someone saying something else and not have a direct relationship with the person being insulted or, or the, the organization being insulted or the person doing the insulting. You can, you can still have feelings for those things because of the responses that you've learned to, to, um, to develop. Some of those responses are responses that you had no interest in, in creating. And some of them are are ones done for your own mental sake. When someone talks about you, you categorize that information. And some of us have learned to not care about what people are saying. But some of us take that very personally. Some of us worry about the internal feelings of other people. And some of us kind of just move on because they were never expected to. And similarly, some of us learn to care about other people's feelings specifically because they were never expected to. The truth of us all growing up in the era that we did and being just as varied as we were only speaks to the the difference in in psychology based on each individual response. And it only speaks to, I, won't, I don't want to say the uselessness, but but the frivolousness of of a lot of parenting. When it comes down to it, if you want a good kid, you really spend your time trying. And even then, it's not a 100% guarantee. There's no particular formula that teaches your child how to be everything you expect. In the world, we need something of everyone. Because if, if it was as simple as telling your child... I need you to do do well in school. I need you to get great grades because I cannot afford to put you through college. I want you to be someone important. I want you to do something important. I want want you to change lives or make lots of money. If it was as simple as telling your kid that, well, everyone would be that way. Or at least so many of us that, that the economy couldn't sustain it. How many of us would be doctors or lawyers or the president of the united states if it was as simple as telling your your child this is what i need from you and the funny thing is a lot of these responses are created from the deep deep deep-seated fear of disappointment i guess i was just talking about this last night during a twitch stream so many of us are being told what we should pursue based on aptitude instead of, instead of based on what, what we're interested in. The thought is that if you are displaying any sort of immediate immediate talent in, in some form of, of art or science, that that is what you should pursue because that's what you're good at immediately. Which is just such a ridiculous way to do things. Could you, could you just imagine... I don't know what you're like. I'm at 37 years old and I don't know what to do with my life. I'm pursuing the things that I love. And it's hard to feel like they're a career. But so many of us got told, well, you're good at math, so you need to do something with math. Or you're good at physics, so you should do something with physics. Which is crazy. Congratulations, you, you showed um, interest and and, and and the ability to perform two percent of everything there is to know about physics if you love it if, if you find it irresistible if you can't stop thinking about it absolutely that makes sense but how many of us take those aptitude requirements and get pushed into well into something that they don't they don't love get, get college degrees in in something that they never pursue. How many of us develop guilt complexes or complete apathy because we've done nothing but disappoint the people who had aspirations based on the things we'd, we'd shown talent for? And how many things were you unable to, to find based on your upbringing, based on your geographical, lo- ge- geographical location, based on, based on economics? How many of us couldn't find tennis, or water polo, or golf, or in my case, shooting sports? We never could have afforded me to shoot. We never could have afforded that. It's so expensive. Ammunition is ridiculous. The the cost of the gun is ridiculous. People don't realize that when you do something in a competition standard, it becomes more expensive. Not because of what you're doing, but because the maintenance... When you start replacing things with competition parts, they break down quicker. If you've ever seen anybody who who runs a, a motorcycle or a car on a racetrack, they go through tires and coolant systems and turbos, you know they'll burn out parts like crazy because that's what they're designed to do. I know people who will get on a motorcycle track and they'll drive you know three three or four track days and that's it. That's it. I know people who who will uh, race in the amateur leagues and uh, a set of tires is one race. And that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But have we missed out on Valentino Rossi because because we weren't given the opportunities? Have we missed out on Derek Jeter because Dad forced him to play soccer? Have we played, uh, missed out on Cristiano Ronaldo uh, in the United States because someone decided that football was more manly than soccer and that that is the sport we play. One of the things that, that we were conditioned into growing up everyone was conditioned into growing up was that being an adult meant taking more responsibility and it's, it's true there's more responsibility here but this is your opportunity as an adult you have your chance, you have the opportunity to discover yourself, to, to be who you might have been if you were, if you were given the chance to, to explore rather than a path to follow. In that way, I found my, myself, at least parts of myself that I like better through therapy. And, uh, and I realized that, that feeling like a burden is something that I will always feel. And there's a little bit of truth to it. There's a little bit of truth to, to the realization that, that when you take up someone's time, you're, you're creating an economy. And it's a one-way economy in the moment. But like giving a gift, the gratification isn't in receiving the gift. The gratification is in being able to care for someone. Thank you for listening. That's the end of season two. Focus is a Patreon-supported podcast. I'd like to thank Vigilanthi, Anastasia Beaverhausen, The White Prince... And Enrique Ramos for their continued support. It's it's kind of crazy to think about. This is the twenty fourth episode of season two, and um, and uh, and that's where I'm gonna call it because that's the Star Trek lover in me says there can't be more than twenty four episodes per season. So we're gonna we're gonna slice it right here, and I'm gonna take a couple of weeks off, and uh, and I've got a, something a little special to reveal for the start of season three, and then. Uh, and then we'll be back and we'll talk about, God, there's going to be a lot more politics this next year, isn't there? And trust and relationships and communication and a lot of the things that we've been talking about before. I want to thank you for listening, both for the last two seasons and, and for this episode because so much of it has meant, meant so much to me. Uh, I know that I speak from a very personal place in, in almost every situation. If you decide to share this with someone, I hope you do, because it meant something to you and not because you feel like they need to hear it. If you have anything to say, if you have anything to add, if you'd like to disagree, you can email me, ron at focusbycisco.com, or head to the website, focusbycisco.com. I'm there. I'd love to hear what you have to say, even if it's nothing nice. I'll see you when the plot requires it. Thank you again for listening. Be excellent to each other.